0: Jen Zamperali on 2FM with Leah Healthcare, always a beat ahead. Visit leahhealthcare.ie. Leah Healthcare, looking after you always. Now, let's talk about this. The all too familiar site Rotten Tomatoes has been, it's really been the go to source for TV and movie reviews for loads of us for years and years and years. And it can actually save us a lot of time, right? But some say the site has a lot of flaws in the way it works and may not be the best place to go to if you want to find out what to watch in a hurry. But let's talk to an expert on this. Deirdre Malumbi is a culture and entertainment journalist and she joins me now. Deirdre, how are you? Very well, how are you? OK, it's a simple question, but how does Rotten Tomatoes... How does it work?
1: So Rotten Tomatoes is basically what they call a review aggregation website, mm. which I think sounds very fancy, um, for <laughs> film and television. It was launched back in uh, August of 1998 by three uh, undergraduate students who attended University of California, Berkeley. Obviously the name refers to you know, the theatrical practice of um, you know audiences throwing Rotten Tomatoes in disapproval of a poor stage performance. Now people do get a bit confused about how Rotten Tomatoes actually works. So basically what happens is reviews are individually submitted or I think in the case of some major reviewers and some major reviews they are automatically uploaded Mm -hmm. but every reviewer on Rotten Tomatoes has to go through an accreditation process so it can't just be any kind of Joe soap off the street you have to have a certain online presence Uh, you might have to be represented on a major uh, you know uh, review website okay and basically you rate a movie or a TV show as either fresh or rotten it's nothing in between either you Liked this or you didn't. So if something has a 30% um, approval rating on Rotten Tomatoes, that means that 30% of the reviewers said they liked it, 70% of them said they didn't like it. It doesn't mean that the you know movie or TV show is 30% good. It just represents how many reviewers out there uh, liked it. So sometimes that can you know lead to a bit of um, confusion. And there are some reviews that are certified fresh as opposed to fresh, which means that more reviewers approved of it. Um, and there's also an audience score. So like you would be able to kind of go on the site and, you know, give your own rating now. And I think the audience score now gets as much kind of um, conversation anyway as the critic score. But I would tend to go by the critic score myself. But then I am biased.
0: So. <laughs> OK, how did it become so huge? It's weird that we're doing this today because I mentioned at the top of the show, I'm reading Matthew Perry's biography, right? Mm-hmm. And there's I literally read the lines that he got such a terrible review in on Rotten Tomatoes for the whole 10 yards this sequel to the whole Nine Yards and it, it just it became this go-to it is this go-to place Four reviews how did it become so big because there's so many places you can go to read a review what why, what, what
1: makes this one so huge yeah I mean there are the likes of you know Metacritic or Letterboxd just to name um, a couple of the other review sites out there but I think it is the fact that like I said with Rotten Tomatoes the fact that there is this very strict accreditation process okay. which means that you have the top reviewers on there so really what you're getting on the Rotten Tomatoes website is what the critics think as opposed to you know the general kind of audience consensus um, so so I suppose, like, again, I might be biasing. I think that that's an indication of like real quality. Um, but I think it's quite interesting in in relation to kind of today's world where content has become so, I suppose, individually curated. Like if you go on Netflix and you watch, say, like a couple of, you know, BBC costume dramas, you're going to be recommend, you know, further costume dramas. But you might not necessarily get like the good quality ones. But you kind of wonder, are people necessarily looking for quality now or are they just looking for their own? preferences. I think that Rotten Tomatoes kind of stands the test of time in a way in that what it is really looking for is quality as opposed to that kind of, you know, individual preference thing. Um, But at the same time, how relevant is that anymore in that are people actually looking for, you know, necessarily the top quality? I think they are. Yeah,
0: I I do. I do think they are. Um, Looking back at it, do you ever think they got it wrong? Um...
1: Does anything stand out or you're like, no, they're fairly on the money. I think that they're fairly on the money. I mean, I'm sure that I can think of like a couple of examples that have, you know, gotten you know, really high approval ratings that I might go, go and watch that movie and say, I don't necessarily mm. like it. But that's also down to my own preferences and my own biases. So I have to be kind of aware of that. But usually if something is getting 20% of lower, you can be kind of guaranteed that it's pretty poor. And okay. I've seen things that have gotten very low ratings that I've watched and I've been like, yeah, it definitely deserves to be poorly okay
0: reviewed. Now, it's had its fair share of criticism since it began. Can you tell me about some of that?
1: Yeah, well, one of the criticisms that's um, kind of posed it um, and I think that this was particularly the case around um, the time of the release of Justice League is that the company is now owned by Warner Brothers so sometimes people do say oh well do Warner Brothers releases necessarily get preferences but I think that they have kind of stamped that out you know you see the likes of say the latest like Fantastic Beast movie didn't you know necessarily get a uh, good review so I don't think that that's as relevant now but I know that um, movie studios have kind of blamed uh, poor box office performances in the past on the negative reviews so if you take the year of twenty where you had the releases of Baywatch and the mummy Uh, these underperformed at the box office they got negative reviews whereas films like Spider-Man Homecoming and Wonder Woman they did get positive reviews and they did do well at the box office but at the same time I don't think that you know the rating by the critics and the audience is always in alignment and I think an example of that would be um, if a T if if, for example you hear whether a TV show gets renewed or not so if you look at something like you know the Kardashians and how long that's lasted that's never gotten good reviews or something like, and just like that, that's two seasons in, it's been renewed for another one, never got good, you know, reviews from the critics, um, particularly not on Rotten Tomatoes, but those shows still, you know, do get renewed. So I think that movie studios saying that, oh, it's the fault of Rotten Tomatoes, it might be a bit of an excuse. Um, and then there is the fact that, you know, at the end of the day, it is very oversimplified, mm. just deciding whether something is good, i.e. fresh or rotten, a.e. bad, it, it, it's, it's a bit um, it, it's a bit kind of minimalist I suppose there's no in between yeah yeah um, okay but
0: for those who are time poor sites like Rotten Tomatoes it has plenty of merits I mean it's very useful Right. Yeah,
1: it is very useful. Yeah. I mean, what I quite like about it as well is that um, when reviewers are submitting their reviews on it, basically they'll take just a line or maybe, you know, a few sentences from their own uh, review. They have a certain like limited characters. And what they'll do is they'll often take like the cleverest line. So you get these really short, <laughs> snappy reviews, which are oftentimes uh, very entertaining, uh, which I quite like about them. And also I think that there is a huge like fear of spoilers in today's culture. Mm. So people might not want to read a full review on a website like the likes of Variety or Hollywood Reporter because sometimes they can get it go into quite a few plot details and they might give away something whereas if you just see like a line from a review you're going to avoid those spoilers so I think that that's, those would be a few of the advantages I'd say.
0: Um, I saw something um, and I didn't really know what it was Review Bombing what is
1: that? Yes, yeah, so Review Bombing this is kind of a coordinated um, effort to negatively review a movie in order to uh, you know kind of dissuade viewers from uh, watching it um, so in the past like movies like Captain Marvel or the female-led Ghostbuster that would have been out a few years ago and they would have been reviewed bombs on such platforms as IMDb. I do think that review bombing doesn't happen as frequently on a platform like Rotten Tomatoes because of that accreditation uh, process. But usually the root of review bombing is unfortunately misogyny and racism and I think that people need to be aware of that Mm. um, if they see something like Captain Marvel or uh, Ghostbusters getting a negative review. And I think that something like True Detective Night Country, um, which is uh, showing on television now, that's kind of been a victim of the review bombing as well. But then again, sometimes you have kind of the good reviews coming through anyway, because uh, uh, True Detective Night Country for example it has something I think around six, somewhere in the 60 percentages in terms of the audience score but that um, Rotten Tomatoes review score is something like 90 plus percent so that goes to show the critics actually are watching this and they think that it's a good show whereas the 60% is probably from you know certain like male viewers deciding that they don't like a mm-hmm. female led uh, detective series and negatively uh, reviewing it on purpose so again that's why I think that Rotten Tomatoes is one of the better resources when it comes to good quality uh, programming
0: Okay uh, Deirdre thanks Mill, for coming in today um, I, I reckon I'll still be using it True Detective is amazing by the way have you with Jodie Foster I actually and I've seen Phenomenal. I've,
1: see, I've sneakily seen the finale and it <gasps> is fabulous they really they, they they, they bring it home I have do to they? say Oh Fantastic. I'm excited
0: now because they do that really annoying thing I feel like I'm stuck in the 90s again where I have to wait each week for the next episode it's like who has the God, it's worth it. I'm telling you, it's worth it. Teaching us to be it. patient. I love it. <laughs> um, thank you so much for coming in. We'll be back with more after this. Jen Zamperali on Two FM with Leia Healthcare, always a beat ahead. Visit LeahHealthcare.ie. Leah Healthcare, looking after you always.